0: Hello and welcome to the Bible Podcast. A podcast for pastors, church planters, ministers, anyone who is doing the work of ministry and working in the marketplace at the same time. This is your time of encouragement and I am your host, Ade Subanjo. Hello and welcome to the Bible Podcast episode 19. Yes, last week I was not on air because I was taking a break and taking a holiday with my family. We are back today and um, lots of things to catch up on. First thing, um, we are on our way back to Nigeria next week. It's been about five months here in in, uh, Canada and in the U.S. and so the time has come for us to go back, and we can't wait to get back to Nigeria. There's a program coming up, 40 Days of Glory, coming up in September and October. And uh, and so, parking is going on. It's been a very busy busy weekend, and it's going to be busy all through this week. But I thank God that it's been a very fruitful and successful time here in Canada, Ministering to the different churches and uh, just developing leaders and working with our church, the Coast St. Luke Church. And this weekend we were having a retreat with our live group leaders. And it was such a powerful time. God really touched each one of us and refreshed um, His presence amongst us, just got people refreshed and renewed the vision. To, to see men, save women, save children, transformed uh, was renewed, and we are so grateful to God to be working with him uh, in in his vineyard. So as we uh, continue today on the Bible podcast, I just want to mention to us that the reason why we do this, the reason why I have been sharing my thoughts and my my uh, the message or whatever God has put in my heart on this podcast, is to encourage other bivocational pastors and ministers to continue to do what God calls you to do uh my our goal and my goal is to to get everyone who listens to this to become a better minister share some of the resources I have share some of the experiences I've got bring other seasoned men and women of God in uh, in the into the podcast to share their stories and share their experiences, and all of us together doing more and achieving more for the kingdom of God. So today I want to talk about discipleship. This is one area that we have worked very hard on as as we ministered as as pastors over the years we We have made up our minds that it's better to raise Christians who look like Jesus. Rather than have uh, a church of so many people who do not really want to to emulate Christ, but rather they want to receive whatever Christ has for for them in in on earth, physically and uh, materially, but they are not willing to follow Jesus all the way. So, I we came to this conclusion over the uh, no at the beginning of our ministry, and as we planted the f- first couple uh, of churches, the first church actually, as we began to, to do the ministry week after week, it began to occur to me that, you know, if we're going to really do a lasting work, we are going to need to help everyone who comes to this church to have the same passion, the same desire, the same hunger that we we have for christ we we really need that to be uh important to in our work and so that's that's how we 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 got into discipleship and it's been a blessing now i want to mention that at the beginning of the journey i i my goal was to have a very big church very quickly i thought that you know when you when you plant a church and within the first year you can get to 150, and I think people have done that. A lot of people have planted churches and they started off with 100, 200 people and just keeps growing, uh, but it's not everybody and it's not in every place. Some places you can do that, some places maybe not, and some people are uh, equipped to do that, that's what God called them to do, and some people not, so... Uh, for us, we uh, we quickly discovered that that was not God's uh, plan, and that was not God's way for for our church, and and so we began to pray and ask the Lord, Lord, what what would you have us do? How how is this going to go down? How are you going to work with us? And and so some of the things that that were temptations then was you know we needed to get this church big so that everybody can contribute, and there will be enough money to do the church work. Uh, I was working there, my wife was working as well. I was working as a business owner in the i t field in that's in you know information technology, and we had enough to take of ourselves but not not enough to also put in the church and do the church stuff and so we we wanted things to move fast, but they were not going to move fast because that was not what God wanted, and as we looked. At, at the church, look at the people at the, you know, come, who attended the church, began to see that, you know, if we don't put the word of God in them, give them uh, an understanding of what Christ has done, what Christ requires from them, or, uh, you, know, how, you know, how to get them to surrender, if we didn't present all these things to them, we we'll would just be having services and they will come, they will be excited and they will go back home and they will still have the challenges of life that they were, they were having. And so, we, we, we came to the conclusion that if we, if we're going to really bless the people and empower people, then we have to find a method of really discipling them. You know, Matthew chapter 28 from verse 18 to 20 talks about Jesus saying that I have all the authority in heaven and the earth, then go forth and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them. Uh, in the name of the Father, of the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them, you know. So the, the work we have as ministers is not just to, to preach on a Sunday and, and expect people to be transformed by a 45 minutes message. We need to get them hungry for more so that when they, when they receive the message on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, they are studying, they are growing, they are trying, they are practicing the word, and when, when we meet them, maybe midweek, they they have questions and then we, we give it, give them the answers to those questions by guiding them to scriptures and then they and and if that goes on with because at the beginning we had prayer meeting Bible studies and all that. But I still discover that even while we were teaching, many were just learning the stuff and they didn't have the time to practice and they didn't have the avenue to ask questions as they practiced uh, the Christian life, and they didn't have examples uh, to follow uh, other than us. And so we we figured out that the best way to really do ministry is to get people to come closer to us and live life with us. And that's when um, I found the book by Ralph Niebuhr that's called Where Do We Go From Here? And in that book, it talks about life groups, uh, small groups or cell groups, and he had gone to uh, David Young Cho's church and talks a lot about that. Then we got the book by uh, David Young Cho about cell cell groups. And then we met, uh, discovered Joe Komiski, who had uh, who, who did his PhD studying small groups and cell churches. So a combination of all of those materials helped us to understand the, the cell church movement and we began to use... Uh, the 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 methodology of small group cell churches or cells to to develop the church and I want to tell you it was not very easy it was frustrating that to say the least in the sense that people didn't understand it and and it's it's not it's supposed to be easy but it's not as easy as you think Bec- uh, and the reason why is because Many people are used to going to church and they just go to church on Sunday, then go for midweek service and they go for prayer meeting. All these are large group meetings. And sometimes they have small group departmental meetings. But in all these meetings also, for example, if you go to many churches, there are small group meetings are uh, also meetings where the leaders would bring the message. They will listen, maybe ask one or two questions and the meeting is over uh but but when we when we were implementing the cell church model for our church we we wanted to uh emulate the 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 church in the new testament where people met in their houses and that was the church and so we wanted every every person to be involved in the ministry and in order to get people to be involved you you need to not just teach them. So we started. We were the first live group leaders or cell leaders. But then we needed to, you know, get other people who would be willing to also start live groups or cells in their in their homes. And so that was the first challenge to get the young people to get because we had lots of young people to get them to commit to opening up their homes to to teach. So we 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 did the live group for a while, and at my my wife and I we modeled the live group to to them to our people then, and we just kept on doing that, and everything was from scratch. Many of these people had never led live groups before, um, so we we just kept on showing them, and we came from the same fellowship on campus in Nigeria, and so we 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 modelled what we learned there, uh, put in in a small group mo- uh, f- form, and began to. She just encourages young people to serve God with all their heart. And they were at our homes most of the time. Uh, Many of them would uh, just stay with us, eat with us, would go shopping together. We were were family, so they could see us the way we related with uh, one another. And when the children started coming, the way we related with our children, and they became family. When our parents would visit, those were our children, so to say, and we, we, we just get connected. We got connected. They could see us. We'll pray. We'll spend time praying. We had meetings that were not scheduled because when they come to our house and we talk, we we'll watch TV. When We just turn into prayer. And and as we did that, we were transferring the life that Christ had given to us, to them. And 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 then when the next level of leadership were, were being developed, and at, at the point we now began to encourage some of them to lead the groups, and uh, that was the next level of frustration because they didn't know how to, even though they had seen us model it, they still had the challenges that any live group leader would have, in the sense that some people sometimes people wouldn't come to the live group, and sometimes they themselves would get uh, carried away and they wouldn't prepare for the live group, uh, for the cell group meeting or whatever your church calls it. But from now on, I'll just call it a live group. And and each time the, the 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 live group meeting would would just struggle sometimes people will come sometimes we will not come and many of these times we we would down attend those live groups we what we did at the beginning was we when we when we wanted to hand over to the next generation we handed over uh, the live groups to them and we didn't have any live group we didn't lead any we just attended those live group meetings but we don't use that model anymore because we discovered that um after if you don't lead the group yourself you don't you you begin to forget the the uh the struggles that the people are having and and so you 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 are not as sharp and as equipped to help them so we right now what we do is we have a live group in in our at our home in Kuje that we lead and we we continue to mentor and and uh teach and share with our leaders. Uh, but anyway at that time we had that that problem and whatever life group we are attending regularly will be okay and the ones that were not will be struggling and when we move to another one that one will start doing well and wherever we are not attending will struggle but eventually they began to learn and as they learned as they discovered that the way it, as you are growing as a as a believer your life group will be growing if you are excited you are learning new things the fire of god is burning in you then the life group will be growing and people will come and they would w- have reasons to come because you're on fire for Jesus there's hunger in your heart there's passion and all that comes through as you minister and and so people began to learn and that's how we got our next level of leaders but you know what because our ministry is a little bit different, we had to move to another city to plant another church. And so the growth as, was a little bit slowed down at, at, that, at those points. Whenever we leave a church, there's that you know, challenge because we are not there. The, the people who started the work were not there. And so we, we, we discovered that some of these things they didn't help uh, people to grow. The church is to grow, but it helped the people to to develop strength. The the leaders became independent and they became stronger. And so, looking back, we 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 know that God had a plan, and that plan as is working. We we seeing the plan, and we are we are gra- we are very grateful to God for. What he's doing in our midst. Why well, am I sharing all this? I'm sharing because I want to encourage every minister out there who's by vocational, especially if you're pastoring, to adopt this model because you you are able to, to lead more people with less time. And there are five things I want to share that makes me know that you know what, any bivocational pastor. Should adopt this. I even believe that every pastor should adopt this model where everyone is encouraged to serve and not just serve but to go on to also mentor other leaders. So, the way we do it now, we follow the G12 uh, strategy of South Church. This was developed uh, at this named by uh, Cesar Casianos in Colombia, and he the, the model. What it does is he, the leader. When when you have a live group leader, the leader is not just leading the live group; he's also encouraging the live group members to become leaders. And he doesn't just when they become leaders, he doesn't hand them over to the pastor. He, the live group leader, mentors them, and and that that really helps. We discover right now in our church that it really helps to develop strong, strong, really stronger Christians and ministers in the church. So there are five things, five points, five reasons why I suggest that every Bible pastor should consider the cell church model. Number one, you don't have enough time. You don't have as much time as regular uh, pastors who are full time in the ministry you have limited time and so you sh- it's necessary to to share the leadership the second point is that each small group it becomes a church if if you do it properly in other words uh, a church of 10 15 10, 12 people and so it's manageable and if you have if you have 10 people 12 people that you have mentored and you release them to become um, leaders and so the, the the work is is um shared Number three, you can focus your energy on ministering to the leaders. So you you put all your time in ministering to the leaders, and then the leaders will minister to to the next level of leaders, and on and on it goes like that. Just like Jesus poured himself into 12 disciples, and those went on to minister to thousands of people, and and they minister from home to home, and, and, and on and on like that. Number four, because you you work very closely with your leaders, they become stronger followers of Christ. Now there are many things that need to be in place for the self Church model to work very well. The the you you need to really model the life of Christ to your leaders, and that's what we have done. I've read books where where people leaders have said, uh, pastors have said, don't bring your members into your home, uh, don't be too familiar with them. I don't subscribe to that because that's not what we see Jesus doing. Jesus ate with them, uh, stayed in the same home with them and that's what we've done with our leaders. We, we are very close to them. They are brothers and sisters to us. They are family. We bring them everywhere. They, we, our lives are very open to our leaders. They know everything about us. Uh, we share our lives with them and I believe that's, that's a very good way uh, to lead because people will see what you are teaching them in your life. Um, finally number five the church moves on very well in your absence because you have been sharing the leadership we we really saw the power of um, the the live group church last year April when I had a stroke and suddenly I, I couldn't move I couldn't um, use my left my right hand and my right leg and my wife was of course busy taking care of me and so we didn't have anything time or energy to do anything in the church but the church kept on growing why because the church wasn't being run by us completely we were mentoring the leaders and we've been mentoring them for a while so they they were strong enough and they became stronger by our absence and so that that's the that's the power that's the real big benefit of this self-church model I want to just stop it right there just encourage the people of God, Bible ministers, let's focus our energy on raising strong leaders. Let's focus our energy on building people and not organizations or churches or movements. Now, the movement is good if it's a movement of people. I I, I subscribe to that. But in, in your ministry, please, I encourage you, focus on leaders. When you think about the church or the ministry that God has put in your hands, Immediately think of the next level of leaders leadership. Are there people that can run this easily without you being there? And if that's your, if you can answer yes, then you are blessed and just keep multiplying those people, keep increasing them, keep making them also just like that, ready to let go of the work and let the next level of leadership take take over from them. And if we continue to do that, then we'll multiply disciples of christ the disciples are not our disciples they are disciples of christ if we stop following jesus they should continue to follow jesus but we're not going to stop following jesus but the truth is if they can't see us anymore they should keep following jesus we are raising disciples for jesus not for ourselves and not for our ego not to to make money but to really really build the kingdom of god so thank you so much that's why i'm going to stop this podcast for today I have uh, some questions that uh, I've been sending. I'm I'm not going to answer any questions today because of the time, but I'm I'm going to answer uh, questions next week. One question that that is up that I'm going to answer next week is this. uh, Pastor John asked me, how do you know what, what's, your, what's your field, what's your expertise, what's, the, what's that message that God has called you to, to, to preach specifically? I am going to talk about that in the next podcast and just share my thoughts on that. So God bless you once again and enjoy the blessings of God. We are blessed, we are filled with His Holy Spirit and there's no greater blessing than to be filled with God. Have a beautiful week. Father, we thank you for this time. Thank you for all the things that you've taught us over the years. Thank you for all the leaders that uh, are being made every day in your kingdom. I pray for all the ministers that are listening to me that God, will, that you will give them grace to to raise up the next generation of leaders, to raise up people who will take over from them and continue to do the work that you have put in their hearts. Father, I pray for great uh, helpers for each one of us, strong men and women who will be ready to join hands with us to do this work of ministry. Receive great uh, grace and strength. I pray for those pastors that are really going through a difficult time right now. Things are not going as planned and, and they, they feel a little bit discouraged. Lord, let let there be an uplifting. Father, open their eyes to see that there are so many more uh, things going well for them in the spirit realm than things that are not going well so that they, they can be encouraged. Open their eyes to see your love and your power and let your name be glorified. I pray for faith to rise up uh, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You've been listening to the bivo Podcast with Ade Sabanjo please head over to adesobanj to join the conversation and access all of the resources shared on the podcast. You can also record your questions by using the red button on the right-hand side of the page. If this is your first episode of the Bivo podcast, take the time to listen to the earlier episodes where Ade talks about his amazing recovery from stroke and the lessons he learned. These lessons have revolutionized Ade's life, and they will make your life so much more fruitful, too. Till the next episode, keep spreading the love of Jesus everywhere.